Are you a small business owner looking to scale your business and your profits? Are you looking for strategies to find balance in your life as an entrepreneur? Stay tuned while Craig Staley, founder of HG Site Design, a website design and marketing agency, shares strategies from successful small business owners, authors, and experts on how to do just that. Let's join Craig as he explores how we can all take our businesses to the next level on the Small Business School Podcast. All right. Today's guest is Mark Ritter. He is the CEO of MBFS and New Direction Lending. I had a really interesting conversation with Mark about small businesses and small business loans. And him and his companies are in the business of giving loans out to small business owners. And what I thought was interesting in kind of my values and my thought process around small businesses, trying to bootstrap it and and really trying not to seek outside funding or loans. And I, I really did not expect this from Mark, but he really started off from the beginning saying, hey, you know, if you don't need a loan, don't get one right away, which is interesting for a banker to say. So, but a lot of great advice of of where you should look for a, a small business loan if that's something that you're you're looking for and what to do when you're you're ready to apply. So a lot of great information from Mark today. So without further ado, Mark Ritter. All right. I'd like to welcome my next guest. It is Mark Ritter. He is the CEO of MBFS and New Direction Lending. How are you today, Mark? Pretty good, Craig. Thanks for having me. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for joining us for a discussion today. To start off, why don't you give a little bit of your background to the audience? Sure. I am a Pennsylvania native and Penn State graduate who live today, I live in suburban Philadelphia, but and we have a company, MBFS and New Direction Lending. Both companies are owned by credit unions for the benefit of small businesses and their members. We help the small businesses out with a whole variety of financing, lending, anything, and we just do it through credit unions. Awesome. So how did you get started in banking? Like many people, I was out of college and needed a job Mm -hmm. and and, and got a job as a bank teller. And I I found out I quickly had this uncanny ability to do math and loans and help people out with financing off the top of my head. And I remember early on in my career, they they said, how how did you know that? Or how did you do that? And I said, I don't know. I'm just pretty good with math. Uh, and, and so I got the started advancing a little bit more in sales and got into commercial lending. And I moved back to Pennsylvania and I then got into credit unions over 20 years ago when credit unions were just a splinter in somebody's eye as far as thinking about business loans. And uh, got in, helped was at 10 years at a large credit union in central Pennsylvania, where we built it up to one of the tops in the country. And about nine years ago, got into what's called a CUSO, a credit union service organization, which is a company that's owned by credit unions and helps businesses out uh, for financing. And that's where, where I'm at today. 
Awesome. Well, I think you'll be able to provide us a, a lot of value. I'm sure there's some people out there wondering, you know, how they can take their business to the next level. And, and, you know, obviously having the budget to do that is, is a key for small businesses. So from your standpoint, how hard would you say it is for someone to get a small business loan? If they're just starting out, maybe they don't have a whole lot of sales and, and their, their business is kind of new. How hard would it be to get a small business loan? The, the first thing that I always tell somebody in, in any business, no matter what stage you're in, is don't go in debt if you don't have to. And I lend money for a living, but uh, I, you know, I, I, and it helps because I try to encourage being as debt adverse as possible. And really, when you're starting out, try to rely and be your own bank and kind of build that savings and things like that. To as your business grows, but you get to that point where sometimes you have a business idea that you need capital and you need money. It's not practical, or you outgrow your beer, but you're doing well and you have to go from that part-time hobby business that's home-based to a full-time business and make that leap. And it's important to know there's money out there for you, depending on where your stage is at. But not every lender is for you in that stage. There, there's a lot. CDFIs are great. There's a lot of SBA micro lenders or folk at the credit union. We do a lot of SBA 7A financing. And to really help out those new business ventures, those new ideas where you know maybe you had that full-time job and you're transitioning to it where it's just an idea. You have to realize you're passionate about it, but your lender is interested in getting their money back. So preparation is key. Organization is key. And researching who those lenders are, you want to find people that are lending to your type of business in your stage of life. Mm -hmm. So let's say I've, I've bootstrapped my business and kind of taken it as far as I can, or, or maybe I have an idea, like you said, and it's just something I can't can't really do without a loan. I want to start a restaurant or something like that. What's the process of getting a small business loan? What should I be prepared with before I even go and apply for that loan? And as I'm looking for banks or credit sure. unions, one of the things that we look at in the is how are you personally? You know, many people sometimes sacrifice their personal credit for their small business, which when you're starting out is, is not good. You know, a, I always say good personal credit equals good business credit. The next, so, so we want to look at you holistically as a person to see if you've been responsible with how you've managed money. And little credit is better than poor credit. The next thing that we want to see is you as a person. Is this somebody who can has the ability to manage this business? And a good example is me personally. I'm good with numbers. If I wanted to open a contract, a home construction business, it would be the worst loan in, in ever because I'm the least handy person in America. So, you know, I don't have the ability. So we want to make sure you have the ability of that. Then we also want to see how it's gone so far. But more importantly, what you think it's going to be like in the future? Are, are, are you in a, if you're in a growth business where you're just starting up, let's talk about how you're going to get there and what the challenges could be. And sometimes that takes a good 
account, your accountant or your, you know, who does your taxes to help you out managing that piece so you can help build, paint that picture. But we really like to look holistically at the person, the business, and the finances and numbers is an important component. But to be honest, if I, that, that's almost the third on my list of, of, of important factors. You know, the, we have good people who, have a, who know how to manage a good business. You know, magically, they tend to do well. You know, last year in the pandemic was the perfect example of that. The, the people who ran themselves in a, and put themselves in a good situation, they succeeded. If you were kind of weak financially before that, and yeah, there were some bad things that happened to really good people, but those were the first businesses to go. So that's kind of how we look at it holistically is to kind of have that preparation. And then really, you want to make sure you're, you're matching up with that lender and make sure you want to interview that lender harder as they interview you. Tell me about your process. Tell me about the decisions. Tell me, is this a type of business you do before? Sometimes you can have a credit-worthy business, but it's just not a fit for that lender, both good and bad. You know, sometimes your business is too good for what they do, and they only do subprime loans, and sometimes they only do cream-of-the-crop established larger business, and that's not you. So don't be afraid to ask those questions to your lender. So it almost sounds like you, you should probably, as a small business owner, you should be targeting maybe a few different lenders and, and seeing what makes the most sense for you just as much as it, you know, if they'll take you on as a, as a, a possible loan. Absolutely. And it also, so am I getting this right? Are you looking for someone that walks in with kind of a business plan or is it more of a conversation and and hey, Craig, you know, what are you thinking about with your new restaurant? And, you know, is it more of a conversation with the lender, at least how you guys do it? Yeah, it, it, we, we are trying to be an approachable community-based organization where if you come in with a binder that you've given to 10 people with every number and facts, what, what we're most interested in is that conversation with you to talk through your business and how it's working and how you got involved and the story of how this loan will help you. The thing with small business financing is every loan that you should take out should result in you making more money. If I, when I take a car loan out, for me personally, that's just an expense to the bottom line. I'm not making money by a car loan. But if I give a, a car loan to your business, that should result in you driving this car to make more money than you could uh, otherwise yourself. So, so that's really what our focus is, is how is this loan going to help you make more money than, than you could if you didn't? I think you touched on it a little bit, but what would you say are the advantages of approaching maybe a credit union versus a traditional bank? And this is actually the reason we like to get our message out there. Over 100 million people belong to credit unions in America. And generally, people have a pretty favorable impression of their credit union, and they like their credit union. Maybe they started the account up when they were a kid or a young adult, or they got their mortgages or car loans. But in, in recent years, the credit un- last year, credit unions did over $30 billion fi- in financing for small business loans. And there's over 5,200 credit unions in America. Now, not every single one of them does small business lending, but a lot of them do. 
And the, much like the reasons people like their credit union are the same reasons you should go check them out for your small business. First of all, if you have a relationship with your credit union and it's been a good one, you'll get a much a very good audience to for at least to talk about that. The second one is credit unions. If you once you look under their covers, what they are is financial cooperatives. They're run for the members for the benefit of the members. So they're not looking at sell, building the bank and selling it out. We're not focused on that earnings per share. It, it's really a relationship of how can I do what's best for you? And when you talk about small business owners, what are they, a lot of times what they're looking for is that relationship. If you're the best of the best credits, you can get money anywhere. And if you're the worst of the worst, it's tough to get money anywhere other than the hard subprime. The vast majority of people fall in the middle where you need to have somebody that you can have a conversation with who understands your business. That makes sense. So what would you say are maybe some of the biggest mistakes you see small business owners making when they're, they're approaching a bank or a credit union for, for financing for a loan? I always tell people, think of your small business financing like you would shop for a, going to a restaurant on Friday night. When you go out to eat, you can go to McDonald's and you can get the cheapest quick. You can go into the convenience store and get the can of soda for $4 because it's cheap and quick. You can go to a nice sit-down restaurant or you can go to the premier places and pay a premium for it. In today's world, we see a lot of small business owners. The number one mistake that, that we'll see is they get frustrated because maybe that business, that bank or credit union that they talked to wasn't a fit. So they'll go to the online lender and get that money and they'll get it quick and they're going to get an answer, but they don't, it's almost like payday lending where it becomes a snowball effect that you can never get out of. And you're taking that quick money that you needed at 30, 40%. That's actually one of the reasons why the credit unions form new direction lending, because that's that online fintech lending, but you can get it at a much fair credit union price, but still get that fast, quick experience. So we really see, you know, people need to shop their institutions, but don't just go and get that quick, fast business loan because it's easy, because it seems like, a, you know, it's, they're giving you my, my money tomorrow into my account, but it's tough to get, dig your way out of that. That's interesting. Let's transition a little bit and let's talk about maybe some learning lessons that you've found over the years, you know, challenges that you face. We'll start off with that. But what would you say is the biggest challenge that you've faced in business personally? And, and what did you do to overcome it? Sure. So as I mentioned, I was at a credit union for 10 years. I started up their business lending program. We built it to a real powerhouse and then was given the opportunity to lead a company. That is very similar. I was an expert in my field. So it turns out I was the fifth CEO of this company in five years. And we lost money every single month of its existence. When I moved here, it was a total of three people. And what I thought was, I can just take my expertise, plop it in here, and this business will crank. 
No, not at all. What I discovered was the staff would talk poorly about the customers. The clients and the owners hated the company. It was not a good situation at all. And what I found was that I had to do all the improvements we had to make had nothing to do with what I knew and was an expert at. I had to go back and focus on, let's be nice to our customers. Let's listen to our customers. Let's find out what they need and work backwards from there. And just because I was an expert in my field doesn't make it a good business. You have to make it a good experience for your clients and for your customers and work backwards from there instead of just saying, I'm the best chef in the world. So you're going to eat what I'm cooking. Yeah. Yeah, you may be the best chef, but if the if the waiter's rude, you're not showing back up. Yes, it was a lot of, uh, of focusing on kindergarten level. Let's be nice. Let's be courteous. Let's talk to people. Let's listen to what people we do. Let's be accurate in our work and, and built it from there. All the small processes and things at, at the, the ground level, it sounds like. Yes. So on the opposite side of things, if you had to choose, what would you say has been the best moment in your your business history? What really has propelled us forward to the growth that we've had is a couple years ago when we had a merger with a similar company. Mm-hmm. And there, so that really helped us build economies and scale. And it wasn't a very big company, but it added a tremendous base of clients to us and really helped build that economies to, to move the company forward. The biggest lesson that I learned in the merger, because that was my first merger, is it's just as hard to do a little merger than it is a big merger. It's the same amount of work. So you might as well go for uh, and shoot a little bigger because it's the same amount of work. That's interesting. So who would you consider a mentor and what would you say is the most important lesson that you learned from them? And this is where I'll talk about anything other than business. So a little bit of my background. I grew up in a small town in Northeast Pennsylvania called Berwick. And Berwick was famous for one thing, it's high school football team. Mm. And I went and, and actually through that, from being a football player there, I got a job to go work for Penn State football. So I was an assistant for the coaches for four years. And I was a kid who just fell off the turnip truck. I mean, I grew up in the middle of steel mills and coal mines and went to a huge university, big football program. And the mentors during that time were really the assistant coaches. You know, Tom Bradley was one who really, and Craig Service and Bill Kenny. And these were coaches that I don't even, I I find that the best mentors don't even know their mentors sometimes. Or maybe if I talk to them today, they were. But really, you know, teaching me how to act, how to talk, how to dress, how to talk, have the conversations with people, showing up on time, having a strong work ethic and motor and and keep things going and, and really showing me really the work ethic that it takes to succeed. And sometimes if I I find that if I hire a former athlete, somebody who is really driven, that follows through over. And sometimes I find that I have to pull back myself because my football motor and wanting to win takes over versus people as a, as a middle-aged person. 
but really those three, those, some of those guys, as I mentioned, these, they're, they're, they're great people and, but really focused on values, showing up on time, the work ethic, have a motor, keep going, plan your day, you know, thinking ahead. Those, some of those uh, were the ones that really laid the foundation for me because those were the skills growing up in a small rural community. I just didn't have. Sure. So looking back, maybe you didn't see it at the time, but looking back at your, you know, obviously it sounds like you started out as a, a teller kind of really at the ground floor of, of any bank. Looking back at that experience, would you say that may have been what kind of set you apart from some of your peers is, is your work ethic, whether you noticed it at the time, but just kind of looking back at that, do you, do you think that that played a big part in your, your success? Yeah, it, it was really that, like I said, I, I always say I, I try to hire people with a motor and looking back, I had that motor. You know, I, I, there's a lot of intelligent people in that world. I'm okay. You know, on the SAT scale, I'm okay. But I had that motor to keep going and would talk to people and would put myself out there to try. And, and sometimes I always say, let's just try to do things and keep things moving. You know, we don't have to hit home runs every time. Let's just do a little bit every day. And that's how that like I, I would just try to strike up conversations with people and talk to them. Whereas, you know, other people who were 22, 23, that wasn't their thing. But yeah, keeping that looking back that those football skills and football life really helped me move ahead and keep things going. That's great. So before we go on to the last question, where can listeners find out more about you and your businesses? Sure. We're heavy LinkedIn users. MBFS is Member Business Financial Services. And New Direction Lending is NU. New Direction Lending is... Are, we're active on LinkedIn. We have a ton of people who connect with us. But our websites are also mbfs.org and newdirectionlending.com. And people can also connect with us we work with a lot of credit unions and if people are interested in talking and they like the idea of meeting up with a credit union, connect with us. If we don't have any customers, we'll connect you with a local credit union and do some research to, to get you with a lender that fits to what you're looking for. Awesome. That's great. So on to the last question here, if you could hop into a time machine and go back to when you started out in banking, what advice would you give your past self? And that was just get a little bit better every day and bet on yourself. Uh, you know, sometimes when I look back, I wish I took those risks ahead because, you know, I, I have the skill set to succeed, but sometimes you're afraid to make a mistake. But when you're young, you can recover from mistakes. If you try something and it's a job that doesn't work out, you'll be okay. And just bet on yourself and bet that you're, you have the skill set to keep going. And if you try something and fail, so what? You'll be fine. I'm a middle-aged guy now with a wife and kids. So my risk tolerance on that isn't quite as big as it was. But if I'm starting out and want to keep going, just try and figure you can do it and, and, and don't let anybody tell you no. It's interesting that you you mentioned that because at a younger age, your risk tolerance can be higher, whether it's in your career or taking a chance on something financially or, uh, you know, starting a business, you know, obviously that that's that's something that the, the younger people can can take a little more risk at that point. 
Yeah, and sometimes, you know, with, I see it with my kids are teenagers now. I have one in college. And sometimes they're so afraid to make a mistake. Yeah. They're so afraid to have somebody tell them no. That's okay. It's better to try and say no and somebody tell you no and just keep plowing away. Well, awesome, Mark. Thanks. Thanks so much. I think you provided a lot of value. I know I learned a lot from our conversation today. So really appreciate you joining us today. Thanks for having me. Enjoy that. Thanks for listening to the Small Business School podcast. If you like what you heard, please share it and leave a review. It would mean the world to us. If you are a small business owner or looking to start a business, join the Small Business School Facebook group. It's a private community of people focused on helping each other take their businesses to the next level. To learn more about our guest today or to be a feature guest on the Small Business School, go to craigsdaily.com forward slash podcast for more info.